Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, marks and smarks alike, we proudly welcome you to the internet's only wrestling podcast. That's right, we are the only one. We want to welcome you to Pin the Champ! Hey guys, welcome back to Pin the Champ. Uh, this is, of course, Jeremiah, and I'm here today with Song. What's up, guys? This is an exciting episode for us. We're not remote anymore. Absolutely, yeah. We're going to talk a little bit about today. Today is April 24th, 2022, and it is our first episode in a little while. I know that uh, uh, that we have not been uh, dropping episodes uh, bi-weekly as we had been trying to do. Guys, this is just growing pains. We are. Uh, the good news is, is just like Song said, we are actually sitting together today in my Florida room. That means we're surrounded on three sides by trees and nature. We can hear the birds. If you hear birds, uh, in the- nature. Oh yeah, Fuck. yeah. That's right. <laughs> uh, if 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 Song sounds nervous at all today, it's because he's very scared of nature in general. And out here in my Florida room, even though we're surrounded by glass and and we're basically inside my house, it's still a hot button topic for Song. Um, but yeah, today is awesome for a lot of different reasons. We, let's talk a little bit about today. First of all, Song's over, like I said, at my house. He brought over some uh, really good beer, Star Hill, Little Red Brewster, Coffee Cream Stout. So uh, we're having a nice cold beverage. Yep. Um, he brought over some really awesome flaming Hot Munchies for us. And hey, to top that That's off, to top that off, uh, this morning I'm talking about, uh, you know, my past – yeah, he uh, was telling Jeremiah was telling us about all the job he worked, and he went through his whole, uh, like, all the chain of restaurants that he worked at, and then we got to Waffle House, and he set up an imaginary kitchen, showing me how he would make all the eggs and omelets and hash browns, <laughs> setting up stations like that. The whole time he's talking, I'm thinking, God damn, I can go over some Waffle House right now. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, you know, me, him, and Pooey were talking, you know, and all of a sudden we're just like fuck it let's go to waffle house so <laughs> we started off the day before we even you know started like watching wrestling uh or anything by going to uh to the waffle house and having some like brunch yeah that was a good time man good times good food i love waffle house man it's a southern thing though you can't find it up north yeah there yeah i think past virginia or maybe maryland you don't find waffle house anymore yeah i was i was impressed to see that there were still waffle houses here because to me being from georgia you know this is up north right right to so you, i was this afraid is, this is all i always consider this the south but right. you know we are the capital of the confederate <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah so we're still definitely in the south there's still some waffle houses around not on every corner like in georgia right. but Still plenty, and we, we got to eat some there today. I, I didn't know until today that Waffle House had bowls, so they're getting progressive. Yeah, that's new. That was it. That's great. Everything you want in a bowl. I, I got a bowl, and I got a waffle, and now I'm uh, I'm stuffed and uh, sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of what, we, uh, what all we wanted to talk about before we even get into wrestling. Was there anything? Oh, yes. You wanted to ask me. Oh, yeah. We... Um, uh, earlier this week, I had watched The Batman on HBO uh plus is it hbo plus hbo max hbo max yeah and um i text jeremiah i was like so excited i love the movie was so great i thought it was like one of the best uh movie (laughs) of the year so i was like you gotta see this and then i come over today i was like hey 
we got to talk about the Batman. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Apparently, we don't share the same opinion. <laughs> so I'm, I've been making them wait to talk about it because I figure we do it on the air. We give us something to talk about, you know, before we get into to uh, what we're really here for. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so so Song hits me up with a text and he's like, "This is the best freaking movie," you know. Basically, it's, I could just I could hear his voice in the text. He was like had a tear in his eye over the movie and everything, and so I was super excited to see it. So. I didn't even know HBO Max was going to have it. And then all of a sudden I realized it did. Me and Pooey watched it. And so so here's the thing, man. Some po- so I'll start off with some positives. Okay. All right. I like the costume. The costume was cool. I like he had mobility in his neck. You know, it wasn't like, you know, the Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, yeah. To like turn his whole, turn shoulders. His whole body. Yeah. So that's good. Like the, I like the uh, cinematography. I thought it was good. The dark, you know. It's the dark night, so I'm good with a nice dark scenery and all that. I guess I don't think uh, was it Michael Pattinson, Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, I'm not up on my uh, Twilight stars, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, you know, I don't think he was horrible. He definitely wasn't, you know, my favorite. Mm-hmm. And but over all in all, yeah, I mean, you and Pui kind of talked about it earlier. I share a lot of our same views. Okay. The pacing was eighty percent of it for me. Gotcha. Uh, well, see, I, I don't, I don't mind the pacing because it's more like a procedural sh- uh, movie. It's a detective story. It's not like, oh no, Ra's al Ghul had rise from the uh, his uh, labyrinth or his um, what was that? Um, his pit that gives him immortality. Um, oh my god, I'm, I'm sorry, such a bad yeah. nerd. Oh my god, <laughs> everybody knows. Yeah, so he, yeah, here's one of the things we urge all of our penheads to, you know, when we can't think of something because we're old and senile, or if we get something wrong. Please hit us up, and we will call you out on the episode. We'll, uh, you know, we'll shout your name out, and, and you know, let you know that you you took care of it. So let us know what that what that secret spot was, because we don't want to look up on the internet. It'll take us too long because we're old and senile. Yeah, yeah, and we're <laughs> in a time restraint. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like it. I think the pacing of the movie was based on the storyline that it was trying to tell. You uh-huh. know, and. The costume was great. I like the way they went with the Riddler. He wasn't something that um, we've seen before in mm-hmm. cinema. He's not like cartoonish, like um, Jim Carrey version right. or um, psychotic. Well, he is psychotic, but he didn't play psychotic. He played like a smart psycho, you know? Yeah. Like we would get in the Gotham show, which I like that version of the Riddler also. Yeah. So as far as that goes, I'm glad you brought that up. Because as far as the Riddler goes, like... This Riddler's costume kind of reminded me of um, uh, Zodiac Killer. The Zodiac Killer, like where he like walked. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. No. A little bit of that. It's um, funny that you mentioned that because Matt Reeves, the director, that was the direction he was going for, for uh, okay. Riddler. Yeah. So that's kind of what it reminded me of. But having said that, I would have liked to have had some semblance of the Riddler. The original Riddler. Right. To me, it was such a departure that I mm. didn't recognize it as the Riddler. Right. Outside of his uh, calling card with the question marks. Yeah, and right. You couldn't and, really and tell the, that was the Riddler. Right. It could have been any serial killer at that point. Right. Exactly. I mean, I, I dig the whole, you know, you know, that the, uh, the fact that they kept it true to character with the Riddle Me This and, you know, the cards and the different. Yeah. And, and it fed back into the, your positives about it being a detective story. Um, but just three hours and the litmus test is if I can sit on my couch with, you know, with the seat kicked back that you, you were enjoying earlier yeah. and, 
and if it if I can stay awake for three hours because it's holding my my uh, my my attention, then it's you know a good Batman movie. It didn't have enough of, of that mix for me. I was falling asleep. Uh, okay, it was, it was a snore okay. fest for me, man. So <laughs> uh, no, I can get that. I, a lot of people, uh, the pacing's been a problem for a lot of um, people I talk to, also. But um, for me, like the story was, um, I was invested enough in the story to not feel like it was slow pacing. Right, and then. Um, one gripe I do have about the uh, movie, though, is the way Bruce Wayne treats Alfred. Um, I know we br- I brought that up before. It's like he yep. was such a dick to Alfred, man. I was like, what is your deal? Yeah, he wasn't the nicest. Well, I know they were going for emo Batman, and um, <laughs> a lot of it... Um, Young Batman. Yeah, yeah. It's only his second year fighting crime, mm-hmm. and he's still figuring it out. He's not, like, he's not a beacon of hope in this movie at all. He's definitely like um, what he said he is... Um, just out for revenge, if anything. Right, right, exactly. And I guess that's one of the things that that kind of was weird about the movie at first. Remember how people were saying like he was really clumsy in this movie? Yeah, yeah. But when you brought it back around, say like, well, this is the second year, that negative kind of turned into a positive for me. Because I was like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense why he wasn't as stealthy as he was later because he's just turning into Batman. He's just learning how to be. Like, they focused a lot on his boots and how heavy they were and yeah. how noisy he was. yeah. And, you know that was weird at first to us, but it makes sense now. But anyway, yeah. So that's yeah. Another thing I also like to add about the movie though is like um the way they uh, play Bruce Wayne was uh, Matt Reeves really was inspired by uh, Kurt Cobain, as you can probably tell from the music in the movie itself. Oh, uh, you gotta um, mention that. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> and he uh, he played Bruce Wayne to be this recluse, similar to what Kurt Cobain was in his later days, mm-hmm. just you know, um, brooding in his lair and uh, not a socialite Bruce Wayne like we got with um, Christian Bale take on the character. Right. Yeah, I dig that. That's a good call out too because that whole, uh, you know, you know, be also being huge music fans yeah, as we are. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and being from that time frame gr- growing up, it was really cool to see something in the way or to, to see that it's getting a little light shined on it. Oh yeah, it's got it's like the number one stream after that movie came out, it was like the number one streaming music on a lot of platforms like Spotify and Amazon. Yep. Pretty cool stuff, man. Yeah. Well, you want to get to what we're actually here for? Yeah. Was there <laughs> anything else that we missed that we were wanting to talk about today? I'm just trying to think. I feel like we'll remember something later, but Yeah, yeah. we'll just bring it yeah. up as we'll we bring we it go. up as we go. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. So Pinheads, we always like to remind you, you know, that we are uh, set up on Podbean. So thank you, Podbean, for hosting our podcast. But we also like to let you know uh, that we are available on most of your big podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google, all that good stuff. Right. Basically, you, know, you can find us anywhere, anywhere that has podcasts at this point. Yeah. So we want to say thank you for listening. Uh, we definitely appreciate it. Um, we've always kind of said it. I'll still say it again. We always recommend, you know, before you... Uh, uh, you watch us or after d- go check out Peacock and watch that old episode of raw that we'll be getting to in a little bit. Cause it makes the, the whole experience all that much better. Oh, that's another thing about this episode we're recording. We actually watched the show together, right? Like, which is fun. That's yeah. the first time we've done that. It's always been like, I watch it at my house, Jeremiah watch it at his house. And, um, 
we talk about it later. Yeah. But now that we, you know, it, that fresh. was pretty cool. Fresh off, and we just watched it. So yeah, so hopefully we'll remember some stuff. <laughs> yeah, because after a while, man, we don't retain it anymore. <laughs> so, Not sure if that's old age or the beer or yeah, other yeah. things. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so uh, before we get into the old episode of Raw, man, uh, I I will just go ahead and say it. Like uh, touching on current product. We'll, we'll cover some WWE stuff first. The major news, I think, is the fact that company-wide, it seems like we're headed towards a dissolving of the brand split and a, uh, com- a combining of the titles, the, the titles right, right. and all that stuff, man. How are you feeling about that in general? You know what? Before, um, I, I'm, I'm digging it only for the, this reason. I feel like those titles start to mean less and less when you have more of them. There's no reason for a company to have two world titles mm-hmm. unless your brand split is a real brand split, brand split, which WWE always feel like they're going to go in that direction. And then you give it a year and they're like, you know what? And this ain't go happening. Exactly. No, nah, we're just going to have everybody going to whatever show they want. So no sense having two world title. Um, the tag team title. Um, Again, same thing. There's not enough tag team in the WWE to justify having two tag team titles. Mm-hmm. Um, so merging those two titles together, I see nothing but positive mm-hmm. on that front. And uh, the story going into it with RK Bro and the Bloodline, um, it's been entertaining. Uh, hopefully, I think what's going to happen is, you know, Randy Orton hasn't been in the world title picture in a while. Yeah, that's true. So... I'm thinking like this might lead to a program with Orton and uh, well maybe no. no go ahead I was thinking he's going straight to to uh, Roman Reigns just because I think if oh, Roman yeah, Reigns okay. caused them the tag team title that's going to oh. give Randy Orton a reason to gun for Reigns yeah and then you know Reigns can add one more legend to the list of people he beat that's true you know? Yeah, that's an interesting concept I hadn't yeah. even thought about. Maybe that's the reason why. Yeah, but, it's kind of cool to see the the tag title. It seems like is kind of the main title that's taking this front and center at this WrestleMania backlash that you... Which is a really <laughs> stupid pay-per-view name. But you're right, going into backlash, it feels like the main storyline is the tag team title. Which, when, is, when does that happen? Never. Not in this like not in this era of wrestling. All right, so book for me then. Uh, we got the world titles being... Uh, already combined, right? All right? We got the tag titles about to be combined. Okay. No matter what happens, it comes out of it. Book for me. How is the U.S. and IC titles going to be combined, or are they? Oh, what, what happens? God, let's talk about the U.S. title first. What the fuck are they doing with Finn, man? <laughs> God damn. Yeah. They're, they're, he's he's aimless now, directionless. They don't know what to do with him. Yeah. Guy's too talented not to use, and they don't know how to use him. So. They have him drop the title theory, no longer Austin theory, because he got the Austin stunned out of him. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, he really, let's just go back to that. He really sold that stunner. Yes, he did. <laughs> he must have went 20 feet in the air. <laughs> yeah, it was great. <laughs> yeah. It seems like um, my worry for Austin theory is we've seen this treatment before where McMahon, like, single out a guy. Drew McIntyre. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, he became Intercontinental Champion pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And then... He was the chosen Fizzle right one. Out. Fizzle right out. Had to go work in the indies. Did some time in Impact Wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know, he was Drew Galloway there. Um, he had to, con- you know, kind of find himself again to come back to the WWF and um, be the Drew McIntyre we see now. Mm-hmm. 
I hope I hope that doesn't happen for theory, but I do feel like he's getting too um too quick to push. Yeah. And too soon cuz he's still green to me in the ring. Historically, um, um the person who gets that big man push really gets a push and then they fizzle out. So I kind of am nervous of, for him in exactly the same way as I was as I am because of like the Drew McIntyre situation. So I, I completely understand why you right. would be Word. So, yeah, but he is from Atlanta, Georgia, so yeah. that's kind of cool. <laughs> well, I, I did like him in NXT when he was yeah. with uh, Gar- uh, Johnny and uh, Gargano. Yeah, the way that group that, that was, was cool. That was a fun faction. But back to your question about booking a um, a um, secondary title unification. Uh, I don't know if it's gonna be. I don't. I don't feel like Ricochet and Theory are the people to do that. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Finn Balor unite the mm-hmm. titles, but I don't know if he's still in the picture anymore. They should turn him heel. And, was it you saying they should turn him heel and they should put him with uh, with Edge's faction? Was that another person? I talked to you know I talked to a lot of people about wrestling. Right, right, right. No, that wasn't me, and I don't think he belonged with Edge's faction okay. only because he just had you know he had some beef with Damian Priest. No, that's yeah. who he won the title off of. That's true. It won't make any sense for him to go join that group now. Maybe he's like, but well, if, I mean, WWE, they can be like, well, you know, they could, you can write that, man. Anybody can write that. Yeah. Like, you really showed me something, and now I want to hang out with you. Well, it's <laughs> like, the, uh, well, if you can't beat him, join, join him. him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's but it. he did beat him is the problem. Yeah. So what's the purpose in joining him? I don't know, man. Yeah. I've seen weirder shit happen in WWE. Well, I wouldn't mind seeing, you know. I know Cody has made a big deal, big deal about gunning for the world title. Right. It's been his, I think that's his mission coming back. Mm-hmm. That was, he felt he uh, boxed himself into a corner in AEW by putting that stipulation on himself that he can't compete for the world title. Right. And now he's in WWE and he can, but why not use the unification of the U- United States title and the Intercontinental title to, um, as a stepping stone? For him? Yes. Okay. So that's go, your deal is let that be Cody's first spell. Yeah first belt back let him unify those two secondary titles and it'll feel big because you're getting two belts you know yeah you know that's cool and you know i i want to talk if he, and if you have to do that against um mcmahon chosen guy okay that's theory. just icing on the cake that's true that's true i like that booking that's good booking i have some booking for you though. all right all right so i agree with you theory versus ricochet unifying the titles Eh, not so much all of a sudden, Solo Sokoa from NXT comes, shows up All on right. SmackDown. I think I'm picking up what you're putting down. He, he takes that title. Who's the SmackDown champ? Ricochet? Ricochet. Yeah, so he takes that title off of Ricochet. And then he goes over to... And then, guess what? He's all of a sudden in the bloodline. Mm-hmm. And then Roman's like, now nah, I want you to go to Raw and take that U.S. title off of Theory. He does so. And then that's how it gets combined. And then the bloodline has all the titles. Yeah. All the combined titles. And if they ever add Naomi to the bloodline, she can Take go have the women's title. Right. So that way you got somebody. There's never up been from, a faction like that. Right. So that way you got somebody coming up from NXT fresh who steals the steals the IC belt, steals the US title, and combines them himself and joins the bloodline there. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a super strong faction. Yeah. You think the bloodline is gonna win the tag team title, the unification match? Yes, I think yeah. I think given the way they've been treated uh, with um, Riddle mm-hmm. beating both of them, that's just yes. kind of like planting yes. the seed that like that they're gonna lose. Yeah, yeah. I, I think one of two things is gonna happen. I like your scenario where somehow Randy Orton goes off to fight um, 
Roman. But mm-hmm. I, but what I actually think is going to happen there is, of course, the long-awaited Orton split. Yeah, I think Riddle. we talked about this before, though. Like, like the logical thing is for Randy to turn right. on Riddle, but you want to see. I, I want to see around. something. Yeah, you know, it's always they're always talking about out of nowhere. That'd be a huge out of nowhere point. That's if true. Riddle like, turn. Heel Riddle, yeah. Heel Riddle, yeah. Yeah, and then he could take on some, like... And trust me, Heel Riddle would be annoying. Annoying as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he'd be that He'd be that stoner guy that's always forgetting shit and pissing you off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or something. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, I mean, it's a shame to end RK, bro. I think they had a fantastic yes. run. They've been one of the better um, part of uh, WWE for the last year now. Yeah. Been a fun team that I didn't expect to work, and it worked. And I think it worked because both Randy Orton and Riddle are all in on it. They really like each other. I think you know. You think so? It's fun. Yeah. In I real life. They, yeah, I think they really dig each other. That's yeah. cool. I think it's a cool, a oh, cool match. It is good to see Randy Orton look like he's let loose a bit. It's Having been fun. twenty years, you know. It's, it's so aren't they doing years. a celebration for him? I saw something. There's about... been a lot of Randy Orton countdown online. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that they're having some kind of little special thing for him on on the show. Oh, like a party for his 20th anniversary yeah. or something like that. You know, a segment. It'll yeah, be, yeah. It'll be in a segment. Yeah, so know. RK bro definitely losing the title. Then. <laughs> <laughs> um, another cool thing, speaking of Cody, the we kind of talked about this off the air. Another thing that I really want to see is the rumors that I've heard about him bringing back our favorite version of the world title. If he right. does win the world title. The spinner. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, the spinner. The spinner. He wants to take it. Uh, straight out of Cena's ass. <laughs> no, the winged eagle, goddamn it. Oh my god. Yeah. Bring that back. Bring that back. That is the best that is the ultimate version of the WWF slash E title. And Cody, I'm hundred percent on board with you winning the world title and bringing that bad boy back. Yes, please do it. Fuck yeah. Bring back every like bring back the original tag team title too. Yeah, absolutely. We just saw we'll be Money getting Inc. you just saw yeah. Money Inc. with those original pretty belts. Beautiful, beautiful yes. belts. That's the best. The the 90s belts, the late 80s, early 90s yeah. belts were the best. If you think differently, Pinheads, let us know why, but you're still wrong. Right. Or we give us a countdown of your top five. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, hit us up. We'll probably call you out on the air. Um, do we have any other WWE stuff that's worth talking about, or do we want to switch gears to AW? Well, um, I mean, outside the Bloodline story is pretty st- Dale to me, yeah. Um, I well, I have enjoyed the um, the uh, Bianca Belair uh, feud with I don't know if you call it a feud with uh, mm. Sonia Deville, but it's interesting. You know, it's it's a good you know until Becky get back in the yeah. picture, it's something to keep her busy. And Sonya's a legit fighter. Sonya's good, man. Yeah, yeah, I dig it. I'm glad yeah. she's do she's wrestling again because she went through that hard time a few years ago. There was like a break into her house. Yeah. And all that. Yeah. Yeah. She stopped wrestling for personal reasons. It's good to see her in a prominent role back on TV. She has been for a while, of course, as the GM. GM, or whatever, but, but she's she to see her back in the ring. Yeah, yeah. She's in her prime. She's still got a lot to give to the business and she's legit. She's a good wrestler. She's come a long way since her, what, breaking grounds days? Or, yeah. Or uh, tough enough or whatever. Tough enough. Was it, tough yeah, enough? it was yeah. tough enough. I think she's one of the wrestler that we haven't. She hasn't even scratched the surface of what she can be, and nope. just I think if the WWE just put a little bit behind her, I think she can run with it all the way to yeah. the uh, title. I think she could be a really good heel that turns into a big baby face, right? And I'm hoping this thing with Bianca is going to get her, you know, somewhere that close to recognition. it. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, all the rest of that stale product aside from WWE, let's switch <laughs> gears, man. What do you want to talk about around AEW? Well, that Forbidden Door pay per view. That's, that's exactly a big what I was bomb, thinking. Wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what's kind of um, dominating like AEW uh, hearts and thoughts right now. Yeah. I guess is kind of. You know, that pay-per-view they announced for June 26th or 23rd. I'm not sure. Yeah, so many dream matchup scenario right now with that event. Yeah. Everybody's kind of, you know, putting out there, you know, what they want to see. Yeah. What do you want to see? I want to see Daniel Bryan and Will Ospreay go at it. If that can happen, that'd be fantastic. That would be sweet. Both are really technically sound and, um, you know, the style that Brian been working lately as part of um, Regal Faction, is, we haven't seen this brutality from uh, Danielson in a long time. Yeah, he's he's a fun heel, man. I've, I like to. Are in, they a heel though? I, I don't know. I mean, kinda. I mean, it's, I, it's, I, I know they're they're they've been wrestling mostly against but, faces, right? But the reaction from the crowd say I mean, otherwise. People love them. Yeah, you know, people you know. love them. You know, because they're because they're cool. It's like people they love and when regal's on the mic he doesn't sound like a heel commentator june 26 yeah that's that's true now regal seems like somebody who's very impassioned yeah and i think just moxley and and danielson are like head crackers you know like just real tough guys and they're trying to like create a new uh you know a a new uh i guess era of of younger stars and and things like that so it's I yeah, mean, I the, the name is cool. The you know the whole concept is really cool. Like, and I'm so glad that that Regal immediately went and, you know after he got let go in NXT and found something that's very relevant for yeah, him and, yeah. and all that good stuff. So uh, yeah, I mean I think that match would be great. Everything everybody wants to see the battle of the go to sleeps. Yeah, you know, I think that would be sweet. About that. It's a shame because uh, Kenta was in NXT for a little bit. I forgot what his name, what they call him. Kenta. Then. Oh, my God. No. Uh, Hideo Tommy. Yeah, Tommy. yeah. Yeah, there we he, go. Man, the guy is such a good worker. Right. And I thought if anyone can use him right, it would have been NXT. Well, Boy, was I, mean, I wrong. Kushida, he's... He's about gone to be too. gone to. I mean, well, that's another Kishida one. Well, that... showed up like right in the middle of their transition to this uh, new Nickelodeon thing. <laughs> but I know I call it Nickelodeon, but I, I do like the color on the new NXT belt that they put on there. So we were talking about belts earlier. The, yeah. The new NXT title looks pretty cool. I did not see that. Oh, they put some color on it now. Did they? Yeah, yeah. On the X and the. Uh, okay. Look it up, man. I I'm looking it up right now. It's really okay. cool. That's cool. Both so Braun and. NXT, or um, I'm sorry, Nickelodeon Splash. Just a splash sure. of it. It doesn't take over, but it's a lot less boring than just like being a big gold, you know, black strap. With well, I mean, gold. yeah, it doesn't make any sense because it was a black and yellow back in then. Right, right. That makes perfect sense. And then they, they right put now. the white strap on the women's title, too. Okay, I see what you're saying. They got some color in Just the a little bit. A little not, bit it doesn't take stripes. over, then, right? And it's a beautiful gone. belt, man. Yeah, it's great with the, the X taken front and center still. Mm-hmm. No, that looks good. I like it. Yeah. No, that looks really good. That's cool as I did not notice that. When did that debut? Um, after Braun won it back from uh, Ziggler. That's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Braun. Yeah, man, that whole thing. We're already on all elite. We'll come I back know. to that later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so Forbidden Door. Um, 
Yeah, I'm interested in seeing that. Honestly, I'm not like a huge in New Japan pro wrestling, so I don't right. know all the people. The excitement for me is that I know it's going to be a lot of good wrestling. Yeah, That's, well, you know, I don't care who it is. Exactly. You know? The thing with New Japan is, I'm I'm like you. I'm I'm a novice when it comes to New Japan too. A lot of what I do know, it's like um, Bullet Club related, mm-hmm. just because you know I used to love when AJ Styles was part of the Bullet Club. Um, Prince Devitt mm-hmm. or you know Finn Balor. Right, and now you you get to see member of the Bullet Club in like Impact Wrestling and AEW now. Jay White, I know, been spending time in New Japan, Impact, and AEW. He's mm-hmm. got he's probably got the busiest schedule of any wrestler right now. Yeah, absolutely. I know something that we have to touch on with AEW is Ring of Honor. I mean, come on, right? The whole Ring of Honor situation. You know, Tony Khan purchasing Ring of Honor it oh, opens yeah. up a whole new branch of things, right? And you watch Supercard of Honor, right? I, I did. told you to download mm-hmm. it illegally. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yes, but of course I did it legally. Okay, okay. Yeah. Better man than I am. <laughs> yes. And by by legally, I meant behind my firewall, or behind my VPN, rather. Right. <laughs> Shit, but um, fucking, so we're talking about that, it's like... It's, FTR it's versus been like Briscoe was yeah. awesome. FTR versus Briscoe was awesome. I mean, this it's been the month of the Briscoe, mm-hmm. this whole month. It's like they had that match with... Um, like the Briscoe, and then they had the match on Dynamite with um, the Bucks, mm-hmm. and now they're gonna fight each other, which I kind of oh, you don't mean Briscoes, you mean FTR? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you said Briscoes. It was oh, been a month I said Briscoes twice. You oh, said it's oh. been the month of Briscoes. No, yeah. no, it's month. It of has. FTR. It's been the year of FTR. Yeah, honestly, yeah. they've they've picked up the triple A titles. Yep. The AEW belts. They haven't picked up the AEW. Oh no, they. That's right. They, they have. They are gonna gun for they it. Gotta, they gotta. They gotta. Gun. They gotta pick it up. They got the Ring of Honor see, title. I, see, I, I, it was. It's such FTR year. I already thought they were the champs. Right. You know, they seem like such champions right now. Well, I hate to rain on your parade, but there's rumors about WWE wanting to sign them back. Well, I already knew about that, yeah, right. but I mean, you have to wonder: Are they immediately going to be gimmicked up with? You know, what was the gimmick that they had right before that they were pitched before they left? What was it? Where they were going to dress up in makeup and stuff like that? Oh, and weird, God. crazy shit. They would do that, wouldn't they? They Well, I mean, you would assume that if FTR went back, they would they would have something similar to what we've heard about the rumored Cody Rhodes uh, contract being the most complex and... You know, yeah. don't mention the word stardust to me. Like, you'd, you'd think that there would be a lot of clauses, right? Like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. if I'm coming back here, there's going to be this money. I'm going to have this specific amount of control, so on and so forth, to kind of protect themselves. But, you know. I don't know. They are going to wrestle each other, too, for the Owen Hart invita- yes. tournament invitation. That's cool. Yeah. I dig that. I'd like to see. Yeah. That's going to be a technical uh you know, we're so used to them seeing and seeing them in tag team wrestling, but um, we had uh, not Wheeler, uh, Dax, uh, mm-hmm. wrestle CM Punk a month ago, one on one, yeah, as an opener for Dynamite. And it was great. That was a great match. So I can't see, I can't wait to see them fight each other one on one. So it's basically like we're gonna get insight into what it's like seeing them spar together, like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be really cool, man. Yeah, I mean, it's always this brings me back to like. Um, the thing that immediately comes to mind when I think like of those two guys fighting each other is like one of the Royal Rumbles. I don't remember which year it was when Axe and Smash of Demolition were number one and two. Uh-huh. Which I know that Axe and Smash are actually, I think, nicknames of of those two guys in FTR. They call themselves that because they they're in love with like the Demolition. That whole except for era. Crush. Yeah, yeah. Fuck Crush. <laughs> fuck we'll crush. get we'll, more on that later. Anyway. Well, you know, <laughs> I think like what's um. What's really refreshing about FTR is they're not using the tag team division as a stepping stone toward a single career. That's we true. We see a lot of that where they tag, they start off as tag team and they want to go, you know, they want to go like 
the Hart Foundation, one guy become Bretton, the other guy, be, you know, was mm-hmm. Anvil or mm-hmm. the Rockers, as many comparisons have made. <laughs> but with FTR, um, they really feel like they're genuinely just like tag team wrestling. Yeah. You know, same with the Briscoes yeah. and people like that. Bucks, yeah. Bucks. All that good stuff. And yeah. pretty much the, the whole uh, tag team division in AEW feels like that they're Super focused on tag team, tag team, and now they need a trio title with the amount. They so need to do a trio title. I I think I saw something somewhere, and you know, um, uh, something about Tony Khan mentioning that he's waiting on um, uh, on uh, Kenny Omega to get back to introduce the trio's title or something like that. Oh shit! So they're gonna have the undisputed elite go after it? Something, you know? Yeah. That's a good way to still use UE. I didn't even think to call themselves Undisputed Elite. That's hilarious. I know, right? Got to find those ways around WWE, <laughs> man. Just like, uh, you know, Jericho and all of his sports entertainer sports crew. Entertainment yeah, yeah. I dig shit. that, too. I dig that that's going on. The yeah, UW. Jericho said he hate the name Jericho Appreciation Society. Oh, did he? Yeah, I didn't even hear about that. But, um, could we not think of something better or... I don't think it was his I, choice. They could, yeah, he couldn't think of anything, and that's what I guess Creative came up with. Um, mm. I know we talked about the break of the. Um, he did an interview, um, and he talked about like he did have a romantic. Um, he romanticized the um, inner circle that a group that would never break up. But he said when it was pitched him to go that way, he's like, "Well, if I'm gonna run with that, I might as well make sports entertainer the bad guys." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. cool, man. That's cool. Anything else on AEW? You want to get to this Raw? Well, I just want to talk about Sammy real quick. That's cool. Okay, that makes sense to me because, and I'm guessing this is around his third win as yeah as the TNT, TNT champ. champ. And I, I'm really I'm kind of annoyed by him now. He's no longer <laughs> that fresh face uh, guy. He's Not, like the guy that has the b- blonde uh, girlfriend. Yeah. He's established. Yeah. I think that's what annoys me. I get there in a relationship in real life, but yeah. why do you have to bring that on air too? Ever since she's been on air with him, he's, his character is kind of stale and boring. It's like I find myself cheering for Dan Lambert. Well, let's think about, you know, let's think about past scenarios where it's the guy and the girl. We have Savage and Elizabeth. Because you got to compare it to those, right? I mean, that's yeah. what this is, right? Is yeah. is we're talking about Sammy's newest iteration of his character, which includes the presentation of him with Ty Conti, right? Yeah, but she's so annoying, right? So, yeah, I mean, we compare this against some of the greats like Elizabeth and Savage, where the the chemistry was just obvious and there, yeah. and there was definitely a huge connection between Elizabeth and the fans. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of others. You know, later on, Savage and Sherry. Um, uh, Triple H and Stephanie. Triple H and stuff. Triple yeah. H and China. You know, Triple like H things like China. that. These are all like way, I think, better examples of Chris and Nancy Benoit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you should see Song's face right now. I'm dying. I'm red in the face, but uh, I'm sorry for my friend, guys, uh, Pinheads. You're welcome to write your hate mail directly to. Shit, uh, just get at me on my Twitter. <laughs> Yeah, please do. He, he deserves whatever you think his way. Um, yeah, totally threw me off there, buddy. <laughs> I figured it would. He's, he's, he's almost done with his second beer. He's willing to say anything. <laughs> it's fucking funny. Um, but yeah, man, I, I, I get it. So you know what? You need to, again, you know, I know that throughout the course of our podcast, I've given props over and over again to going in raw 
who I listen to. They're like my yeah. West West Coast wrestling uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. I love these guys. They totally uh, feel the same. Like his, uh, like uh, Stephen Larson, particularly Larson, is a big Scorpio Sky fan, and uh-huh. took him. He's like, look, you know, took a long time. He's like that had this huge undefeated streak. Finally, picks up the TNT belt. And then he just has it for a couple of weeks to give back to Sammy Guevara again. Yeah, it's worse than uh, Finn Balor's United States title run. Mm-hmm. Well, AEW is not going to be perfect, right? No, no, no. I mean, all in all, I still think they do a better weekly job at creating compelling stories. But we see stuff like that with Guevara where we're like... And the thing about it is Guevara's never really had that compelling of runs either right no no he's always been like the guy that um does all the cool flashy move but they're giving more i think they're making a mistake by giving him more and more mic time yeah just let him just let him wrestle wrestle. strengths yeah yeah absolutely and then you got the recent stuff with that big guy that came out uh it's very wwe like right the um, uh who did he attack um, oh, the, you're talking about the Indian fella. I know, yes. I know you're talking about. Oh, I forget his name. With Jay Lethal. He, he's in the yes. fashion with Jay Lethal. He's been attacking. Um, oh, fuck. Samoa Joe. Yeah, he that's right. He Ring Samoa of Honor Joe. TV. Yeah. Ring of Honor TV champ, which is yeah. awesome that, that Samoa Joe, by the way, has that title now, which was cool, by the way. That whole thing where uh, Minoru Suzuki picked up that title, yeah, and then lost it to Samoa Joe. Those matches were cool. Like seeing like uh, Minoru Suzuki face off against Samoa Joe. Yeah, that was a really good match. That was too. cool. That was hard hitting. Yeah, yeah, definitely brutal. I'm looking up right now to try to remember. He was a basketball player. Yeah, he was a, definitely a basketball player. Um, hey, how many? How do you type this in? A.W. Pig Indian Guy. Oh, no. Oh, crap. <laughs> the, no, the, great the Great Kali. <laughs> Why does that come up? He's never been in A.W. Come on, man. Satnam Singh. Satnam Singh. That's right. Yeah. Satnam Singh. Well, you know, they got a uh, they got their NBA guy, and then um, WWE got their big Indian baseball guy. Yep, that's right. Yeah, Veer Mahan. Yep, that's true. Uh, which, you know, he's kind of... You know, I don't know what's going to happen with him, but he's they're booking him like a, a beast right now. Well, I he guess. finally showed up. It's been a year. Yeah. <laughs> it's been walking to Raw. True. Should we get to Raw? The old school Raw? Yeah, but Any anything else? We've already we've already put down Sammy Guevara. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just make it my purpose to put down Sammy Guevara from now on. The Absolutely. guy that I really love beforehand. <laughs> So like you said, man, this was kind of a really cool episode because we got to watch it together. We got to kind of, which actually we watched it a couple times together at this point because we were going to record before and then it kind of fell yeah. through. Our memory is so bad. We yeah, know, we yeah, just have to we watch, it watch it over again. and over again. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, having said that, this was the Monday Night Raw from May 24th, 1993. We're getting super close to King of the Ring, which uh, I had forgotten. I think that you told me earlier that you hadn't seen this King of the Ring Yeah, before. I haven't seen this King of the Ring before, and I never went back. I mean, I didn't see it live, and I never gone back to watch yeah. it with the network, so I'm excited for uh, yeah. this one. We're planning on watching that here at the house. That's going to be freaking cool. I'm excited for you to see that because it's a really good tournament. So this uh, Monday Night Raw, uh, let's go ahead and, and run through it. All right. All right. So his first match was was Doink versus Mr. Perfect. This was a King of the Ring qualifying match. 
Um, one of the things you and I were just kind of giggling about and just having fun with about this match <laughs> is the fact that, dude, I mean, Mr. Perfect, and even though Doink is a clown, he is a technically sound wrestler. So this match yeah. was really good, man. Yeah, it was. It was really good. And what I really like, I also like the a little bit of uh, in the beginning where they had Lord Alfred Hayes outside um, taking this thing real seriously. He was like, oh, my God, you saw Doink, but who is here with me? <laughs> yeah, so to kind of paint the picture, Doink comes out first. And Doink immediately goes under the ring. Then it cuts to Lord Alfred Hayes. Yeah. Alfred Hayes is v- playing it super straight, super serious. <laughs> and he's like, uh, he's like, you guys, we just saw Doink go straight under the ring. But right now, right here with me, what do we have? But Doink the Clown. <laughs> so there's another Doink. With Don't him. ever do a British accent. No? It was, no. It was terrible? It was awful. Awful? Awful. Awful. Fuck you, man. I thought I had a decent accent. How long have you been working on that one? Uh, long time. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so we already know we're getting a very early iteration of twin magic, right? Not your normal twins, because he's got, you know, Doink, obviously. Right. Anybody can be under the Doink mask, pretty much. But in a sick, twisted, Doinkish way, we're getting twin magic during this match. Um, match was great. Um, you know, Doink's healing it out. He's. You know, he grabs Mr. Perfect's uh, towel. Towel. He's yeah. basically flossing it between his balls oh, and his God. taint. Yeah, you know, <laughs> under his armpits and throwing it away. Just heal. Which it was up. dumb for a heel to do, because then Mr. Perfect <laughs> picks it up and then use it against him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this match keeps on going. Uh, tech, like I said, technically sound. Oh, you can probably hear birds in the background. Oh, we got to talk about our. Our, our studio and, and its name in a minute. But ah, yes, we're out in nature. Yeah, so we're going to call for, yeah, we're in my Florida room. I know I mentioned that earlier. So uh, if you hear birds in the background, that's why. Uh, but we've decided to pay homage to the classics, at least until he tries to sue us. And then we'll <laughs> immediately change the name. But for now, this is going to be called Nature Boys Studio. We'll put that Z at the end of it just to make sure that it's right, different right. from Nature Boys. Because he, he is hard up for money, so he will yeah. sue he anyone will sue and any anybody. fucking body, probably. <laughs> <laughs> and if, we, if that doesn't work, he'll come over in, in his robe like Figure with nothing with, no, with nothing on underneath <laughs> it and sexually harass us. <laughs> you want to fly on the helicopter? Oh, God, we're in trouble. <laughs> you want to fly on the helicopter? <laughs> so Back anyway, to this Match. Yeah, back to this match. I digress. Uh, so this match kind of comes to a head when Doink uh, pulls Twin Magic, goes under the ring. Fresh Doink comes out. He gets a couple of offensive movements. Uh, by the way, Bobby Heenan, we were laughing at the whole time because he's just giving life to this whole Doink thing yeah, situation. He's, he's like, just being hilarious. It's an illusion. It's an illusion. <laughs> and uh, so that that whole advantage doesn't last very long at all right. because pretty quickly. We get Mr. Perfect just hooks that leg, beautiful, and just arches big old Doink over, bridge slowly, bridged him over into a perfect plex. It just looked perfect. Yeah, one, one, two, one three. two, three. During this match, I downloaded the perfect Mr. Perfect theme song is my new ringtone because, just because. I think what really added to this match for me was the commentating team, Macho Man Vince and. Of course, Bobby was really on their A game for this match. Like, mm-hmm. like you said, Bobby was really selling the fact that there's only one doink, and then uh, Bob, um, um, Savage calling him out on his bullshit hilariously, mm-hmm. uh, calling him out on his bullshit. Savage was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a good team they have. Yeah, we had point. we were just giggling throughout the whole match. So definitely go watch this to hear classic commentating. Um, after the match, both of the doinks attack Mr. Perfect, but our favorite demolition of all, Crush, comes out. 
even though he's no longer in demolition. He said that sarcastically. Yes, very much so. I hate that dude. <laughs> but uh, uh, Crush saves Mr. Perfect from Doink. Uh, what's important here is storyline-wise, Mr. Perfect is now in the King of the Ring tournament, and which is yep. a very important because one of the most classic Bret Hart versus Mr. Perfect matches goes down in this. Oh no, you're no giving spoilers. it away. No spoilers. You just I'm not did. saying. I'm not saying who won. Apparently, he won the battle of the Misters. Oh, oh, sorry, man. <laughs> I was so looking forward to that uh, one. Whatever, man. It'll still be exciting. <laughs> All right, man. After that match, we get a King of the Ring report. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, me and Gene hosting those old King of the Ring reports. One of the things that you pointed out is how uh, these King of the Ring reports and these WrestleMania reports and me and Gene hosting, it just made it feel so much more important than right. the pay-per-views do. These yeah, yeah. Now, you get, when, when they have these reports, it makes you feel like, they're building you up towards something. If you miss this one, you're gonna you're gonna miss out. Yeah. Nowadays, like they just throw pay per views together like mm-hmm. the week before. Right. Like, we have matches we didn't even know was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Like announced the day of. So. Yeah, they're like every month and they're not special. Yeah. yeah but yeah. but this one having Mean Gene doing the report, going over the uh, qualifiers, how they even end up in that position to get in the King of the Ring tournament. It's a. Uh, it's just something that. I wish they brought back. Yeah, definitely. Bring Mean Gene back, guys. <laughs> Call him up. You're right. Well, you know, the, you know, yeah. <laughs> nah, it, it can be anybody. It just do these fucking reports. Bring it back. Uh, Make a, a robot of Mean Gene. One, I don't know. One thing to point out about this whole King of the Ring report is we get a Hulk Hogan promo. And if you, if you know, I mean, everybody knows who Hulk Hogan is. But if Hulk Hogan uh, was not from your generation and you ever wanted to understand why Hulk Hogan was such a enigmatic person, you can check out this promo because like you know hogan could say to talk for five minutes pretty much say nothing but still make you believe in it you know what i mean like yeah he he was really good at that and you know just he, i think at one point he called yokozuna honka sushi which is extremely racist but <laughs> geez um but yeah hogan is a, is a is a really good promo and that's worth watching one of the things that i want to point out here that, that i mentioned to song was it's kind of funny man like we see Jimmy Hart here with with Hulk Hogan, uh, but I want to point out like uh, uh, how funny it is that Jimmy Hart for his whole life just sent people one after another. Greg Valentine, Earthquake tried to cross Hogan's chest, like you know every conceivable bad guy, Bundy, like just everybody, yeah, you know, everybody like, who, to get Hogan and, out of the business. At the end of the day, he ends up being Hogan's like. The whole time, he was just really wanted to be Hogan's friend, I guess. It really looked like he really wanted to rub Hogan's arm. (laughs) Well, I mean, Hogan was putting his arm out there in a very strange way. He was talking (laughs) about his, like, what are those muscles called? Pythons. Well, no, I mean, yeah, they were called pythons, 24-inch pythons. Talking about the technical term, like, uh, (laughs) I I, want to say, like, cloud names. (laughs) And Stradivarius. (laughs) (laughs) These are not not fucking names of... Triceps? I think that's one. Triceps and quadriceps. Yeah, something like that. He's talking about those specifically. Quadriplegic. No, dude. (laughs) It's different. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Moving on from the King of the Ring report. (laughs) (laughs) Next up is uh, Money Incorporated versus some jobbers. We got Tony DeVito and Mike Bell. Love seeing Money Inc. Love seeing the old school. Money, uh, money, money, money. Yeah. Loved, uh, 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 not Bobby Heenan. 
uh, million dollar man Ted DiBiase's like white suit yeah, he comes out yeah. in during this time as opposed to his black one. I think it looked nice and classy. Mm-hmm. I say bring back the old school world tag yeah, titles. Yeah, those are beautiful titles. Um, it used to be he wear the white. He used to wear the white tux for like WrestleMania Manias. and stuff like that. But I guess now that. It, he probably likes it too after seeing yeah. himself in his like, I'm a boy yeah. the white one all the time. Well, he's getting tax breaks so he can afford the white suit now. Yeah, yeah. Because he's he's friends with the IRS. Yeah. That poor sap that shined his shoes didn't get a tax break. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, he did not. So yeah, this brings us to what happened, which was a you know, kind of like one of the hilarious nineteen nineties, eighties tropes of Ted DiBiase was uh even when they were Money Inc., even when he was with the uh, IRS and Money Inc. Uh, he still did the whole deal where he's pretty much like offering people money to do chores and basically humiliate them and cheat them out of money. You know, he famously did the whole like 10 bounces with a basketball thing. But this time he brings like a what you meant, what you described as a typical 90s uh, kid, very yeah. young kid, little <laughs> ponytail going on. Bobby Heenan, of course, referred to it as a she looks, <laughs> but it was definitely a little guy. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he calls him in there to um, to shine. Uh, DiBiase and IRS's shoes, which the kid gladly does because he's offering what, like a hundred dollars? Yeah, yeah. So he shines the shoes real nice. He's, uh, you know, DiBiase's about to hand him the money, but then all of a sudden you see IRS lean into DiBiase and he says, "Wait a minute here, <laughs> wait a minute here, you haven't considered his taxes." And so, so he's like, you know, you got the income tax, you got blah, you've got to forget to pay your taxes, kid. So the kid ends up getting like 30 bucks and you got to wonder like, did the kid ever get straightened out? But nah, he, that's he, a valuable lesson. Yeah, exactly. This kid d- did more learning on this Monday yeah, night raw than he right. probably did in all of high school. And but they were in New York. So taxes probably was 70%. <laughs> yeah, man. But it was a funny segment. Um, this match went on for a while for it to be like, uh, um, uh, uh, jobber. A jobber match, right. but you know, the, Tony DeVito and Mike Bell got some of their shit in. Um, but there was a lot of in and out tags from Ted DiBiase. They were a good tag team. Yeah, I do remember well liking them, yeah. even as heels. Even as a kid, I was like, I like them as bad guys. Yeah, I remember being like, I like them. That's a good match, you know. Yeah, it was a it was a fun little uh, you know jobber match. It yeah, didn't have any you know importance to it, but. Yeah. I think we talked we talked about how bad the finisher was yep. for um, IRS. Yeah, it's just a little flying lariat. Yeah, IRS pinned Devito after a flying lariat, and it's kind of funny what you were mentioning how it's crazy how that could have been a finisher. And we kind of talked about famous finishers: your your Stan Hansen's, mm-hmm. your JBLs. Uh, who who had much more vicious looking lariats? Yeah, and you know? then of course there was Luke Harper with his spinning oh, yeah. discus lariat, which looks like it'll decapitate you. Rest in peace, Brody, man. We love you. That this awesome. one, this lariat definitely was not that. <laughs> Shouldn't have been a finisher, man. No. Tony DeVito should have kicked out of that. <laughs> All right, next up was, uh, again, our very favorite demolition crush versus Bobby. Who? 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 <laughs> can't we can't do it to... like the New Day can. But... I can't believe you have to see Crush twice on this episode. Yeah, I was crushed. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> <laughs> that's a stupid dad joke. Right. Um, yeah, there was nothing really to this match. Again, uh, talk about finishers. Oh, man. Well, I, I take that back. The Lariat wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Co- Crush wins this one with the submission move, the Kona Crush. We can't even tell. How, how do you even sell that as painful? I mean, yeah, exactly. My whole thing was is when Crush puts it on Bobby Who, uh, you know, 
but he lands on his ass. He basically like crush comes behind you while you're standing, grabs your skull with his palms on each side, lifts you up and you fall straight on your, your ass. Basically like the most painful part of that probably is like you could break your coccyx, <laughs> but right. immediately the referee ends the match. Um, you know how usually like when somebody is submitted, they like, yeah, they raise the arm three, three times. times, especially in that era. Yeah, that didn't happen. There was no tap out, no nothing. It was just like the referee it just called like, it. Once you hit that move, you automatically win. Yeah. <laughs> what if, are there moves like that? Like it's like if you can hit this move, you automatically win. <laughs> no, <laughs> that should be a thing. That should be. <laughs> Moving along because it was a crush match. Yeah. No, yeah. did. By no, the way, no. um, I even pointed that out on our little uh, uh, PowerPoint presentation here. I mentioned it to you on the couch. Yeah, yeah. Brett was my champ, too. And I really appreciated the fact that in the middle of this WrestleMania 9 debacle where Hogan comes in, swoops, and gets the winged eagle belt from Yoko after Yoko beats Brett, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I hated that shit. I was like, right. why is Hogan the champ right now? And it really made me feel good to see that that sign, that sign out in yeah. the audience with pink marker. Because you're not the only one that thinks that. Brett is the real champ. Right. You know, that guy was a mark. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I was that guy pretty yeah, much yeah. if I'd have been allowed to go to Raw at that age. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, so what's up next? We get on the heels of one, two, three kids, epic win, career making win. Last week, we get Vince McMahon interviewing Razor Ramon. Uh, again, rest in peace, Razor. We recently lost you, but it's good seeing you again out here on Raw. Yeah, he just comes out looking like a badass, though. No <laughs> shirt, long long pants, and uh, yeah. a bunch of Mr. T gold around his neck. Yep. He really looked like a guy that you don't want to fuck with. Yeah, we were mentioning this. Yeah, Mr. T chains, Superman curl. He had the Superman curl going on, yeah. too, yeah. He says, hey, one, two, three, kid. <laughs> this is the this is the probably the, <laughs> this is the impersonation I shouldn't do. He offers him $2,500 to come out to the ring. He's like... Uh, uh, you know, I'm going to give this to you to fight again. In the middle of his interview, Bret my Hart. boy, Brad Hart, comes out. He's like, heat mine. <laughs> he's like, this is my interview. Yeah, he's like, this is my interview. Uh, you know, he Brett comes out because he's going to be the first round opponent for Razor during King of the Ring, right? So Brett's like, hey, you know, you're – like fighting one, two, three kid here. You're fighting one of the underneath guys. You're fighting one of the <laughs> yeah, he really one of the lower card. He, he kind is, of insulted like one, part, two, three kid. If I was like Sean Waltman, I would have taken that personally. And you know, like I do remember there is a a um a really good world title match between Brett and one, two, three kid on Raw that's gonna be coming up within a year or two here. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know if maybe that's because of that. Maybe. <laughs> but, but yeah, anyway, Brett's just talking shit to Razor about losing his match. He's saying, like, look you're in this King of the Ring uh, tournament here. Uh, you should really be studying tapes of me because I'm a you know bad I'm yeah, a former yeah. world champion. But instead, you're getting beat by a jobber. Basically, yeah. is what he's saying. He no, says, uh, <laughs> I love that Brett. It's real to Brett. It's real to Brett. <laughs> it's real yeah. to Brett. Brett. I don't think anybody told Brett this wasn't a real fight at all. <laughs> Brett says you didn't do your homework, Razor, and it's going to be one, two, three for you at the Survivor Series, and he meant that shit. Yeah, yeah. The crowd was really buying that one, two, three count. Also. Yeah, One thing about wrestling crowd, though, if you give them an easy chant, they're going to chant along with you. They're going to be right behind it. You know, like you got one, two, three. Oh, yo, that's easy enough. I'll go along with that. 
And then, or you just got uh, Steve Austin just getting ready to say what along with them, you know? Yeah. What? what? I hate what? that. I hate oh, that man. shit. I hate that shit. It gets on my nerves. I do like it when I, I like it when performer shuts it down, though. That's how like you know that. they're really good on the mic. Yeah, but other than that, I hate right. it. It's yeah. just really fucking annoying. I think it's disrespectful. It is. So if you do that, stop. Well, you know, this day and age, the fans that go to the show want to hijack the show too. Sometimes. Yep. Yep. Well, as long as you have a compelling show, maybe we won't do that, right? Right. Anyway, <laughs> both sides of the coin there. All right, let's talk a little bit about this because you and I, we both love a good debut, and we kind of talked about this off the air a little bit. Yeah. We get a debut next, and both you and I thought really highly of this guy when he came in. It's funny because ultimately he really didn't amount to yeah, much of anything. Uh, the whole thing starts off with Bobby Heenan. They cut over to the the uh, uh, commentator's desk and Bobby Heenan flipping through channels. Vince McMahon is beside himself. Why would you try to watch anything but Raw? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's watching different uh, Japanese talk shows is what he's saying and all this <laughs> different stuff. And then all of a sudden you see the like kind of white noise screen and then Johnny Polo's on the screen. And uh, Bobby Heenan says, you know, that's my friend Johnny Polo. And Johnny Polo says, it's time uh, for, you know, Adam Bomb's debut. Right. Adam Bomb comes out. What was the what was the appeal, man? Like, uh, Adam Bomb uh, coming out looked impressive. The guy was just jacked. legs like legs. tree trunks. Yeah, like huge bicep. Big guy. The cool goggle the really goggles playing cool. on the atomic bomb mm-hmm. aspect of yeah, this the, character. Getting mm-hmm. cool little contacts in, and they don't look radioactive. Yeah, yeah. Even the, even the glove he wrestled was pretty badass. And then yeah. it was like, I don't everything. Based on this debut, everything that this guy had like would have said like, "Hey, he's gonna he's be gonna an be a impact player in mm-hmm. this company," but you know he didn't. He like you said, he fizzled out. It didn't amount to much. I know he did end up in WCW and became tag team champion mm-hmm. there twice. And this was after his Adam Bomb thing. Yeah, this was after okay. Adam Bomb. He went by uh, Wrath by then, and then um, I don't know. I think a lot of it was he kind of showed up, and then like Diesel debut is not far behind him. And there's yeah. another big guy that used a power bomb. Maybe that's that true. Kind Maybe of played kind of overshadowed. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So here we get Adam Bomb's uh, debut. Anyway, it's uh, against Phil Apollo. Um, the match is pretty standard for for a debut. Yeah. Very crushing debut. Of course, Adam Bomb has to win with a power bomb, right? Yeah, and he does, and it's a good looking power bomb. We were both impressed. I think it's cool that both you and I, even though we didn't know each other back at those yeah. days, we were both sitting at. On some TV screen somewhere, being like, <laughs> Adam Bomb's gonna be champ one day. Yeah, <laughs> he really gave that impression. Yeah. The only thing was like you talked about it that like, why is a polo player the man of an <laughs> atomic bomb? <laughs> right, you wouldn't give that guy the like, uh, code to the atomic bomb. Right, who who is having who is playing golf with <laughs> Johnny Polo, who's what a caddy. And I, that connects him with, yeah, with a nuclear... A, is it government? Oh, yeah, that's it. A lot of like high-dollar like government officials right. probably play golf, right? See, well, I don't know if he's a golf player. He's actually a polo player. You uh, know, the, that's true. The horse with Johnny the, Polo. Yeah. That's true. I don't know. I don't. I can't remember if it was a golf club or was a polo club that he was carrying. He I was carrying a club. It was confusing. But at the same time, that like, he had no business being this guy manager. No, definitely not. Character-wise, yeah. put put like Heenan or Jimmy Hart would have been good. I Jimmy think Hart, Hart would have been, been great. Good. Yeah. yeah, he could have had a cool little airbrushed 
Yeah, you know, flames and flames bombs. with the, the little radioactive symbol on his yeah. jacket. It'd be great. Except this time he's a he's a face right now. So oh yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> Can you be a face manager and a heel manager at the same time? Like be good with this one guy and be bad with this one guy. I wouldn't mind seeing some, That'd be some crazy try day that. and night yeah. type of situation. Yeah. All right, That'd be pretty cool. That'll be us. We're gonna do that. All right, next up. Uh, you know, and this kind of ends the show. It's a little different way to end the show. We get a real quick bam, bam, interview, bam, but bam, he, Bigelow. But he was stretching out for this interview, <laughs> which made no yes. sense to me. Bam, bam's cardio is so bad. He has to work <laughs> out to, uh, to, uh, to get ready for his interview. That was like five minutes. He basically just says that next week he's going to get an IC title match against new champ, Marty Jannetty. Uh, and he's going to have, uh, Luna Vachon in his corner. Yeah, right. Yep. Because Janetti's yep. going to have Sherry. Have Sherry in his corner, which is, to me, we're getting into weird territory here because, to me, I never bought Sensational Sherry as a face manager at all. But anyway. Yeah, everything about her reads heel. Heel. So it is yeah. kind of odd. They're trying to give her this face run. Yep. But that's it. The, 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 the episode ends with Bam Bam basically saying he's winning the IC title. And we're definitely... And, and I honestly feel like, you know, in retrospect, this is going to do more... For the Luna and Sherry feud, right? Then yeah, definitely yeah. is for Bam Bam Bigelow or Marty Jannetty. Obviously, that takes us to the end of the show, which only leaves us with one more thing to do, which is our famous Melter Skelter review. So, Alrighty. I'll go ahead and let you take this one first, man. Talk to me. Okay, so this show kind of follows the same formula of what we've been watching, where the main event really is the first match of the show. Mm-hmm. So we got Doink and uh, Perfect. Of course, that was the highlight of the show for me. Mm-hmm. Technically sound match. Um, the right guy won because um, I think they're still continuing the, uh, like you said, trying to get uh, perfect and uh, uh, Brett in the ring together. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so that's a uh, that's a highlight of the show. And then another highlight for me was the Razor Ramon interview. You know, anytime you hear the bad guy talk, it's always entertaining. It's great. Yeah, he he's just. He knows what to say to kind of get the crowd to boo the shit out of him. The all-time good characters. Exactly. And then, um, I don't know why we have to see Crush twice. (laughs) That definitely took you. As you said, it's going to take a half a point. Yeah, I'm taking points away just because we have to see Crush twice. There's something about this character that just rubs me the wrong way. Me too. It's not entertaining. I told you what it is for me, man. It's the the mullet. It's the extremeness of the mullet. It is super business in the front, super party in the back. Right. It's just too much, man. It's like I don't know who I don't know who's coming and who's going. Yeah, yeah. So there was that, and then the Bam Bam interview. Even though every time I love seeing Bam Bam on TV, that felt like it was just kind of thrown in there. Yeah, like yeah. It was yeah. unnecessary. I'd see a Bam Bam match. Right, right. They could have just ended the show after the end of debut at Adam Bomb and mm-hmm. cut it there and probably saved themselves half a point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I will go two and a half uh, out of five for this episode. 2.5 out of 5? Yeah. Cool. That's crazy. Because, and, and yours is the number scale, right? Yeah, yeah. 1 through 5. One through f- I thought it was 1 through 10. No. No? Did oh, we do that shit. before? Am I wrong? You might be. Did I, I just know. take we yours? We don't even watch our, yeah. No. Yeah. Fuck. You took mine, jerk. My bad. No. Yeah. We can, <laughs> yeah. It's cool. It's fine. You can't do that. Do you, you had like 1 through 10. I did you? have a 1 through 10 scale. Fucker. Well, it's if it's cool. a 2.5 out of 10, it's really bad. Yeah, it's not that. It's not that bad. No, no. Like I said, Doink and uh, Doink and Perfect saved it. And then you had the Razor Ramon interview. So we'll go 5.5 out of 10. Okay, fantastic. So for me, 
this one. <laughs> My bad, dude. Oh, it's cool, man. We're leaving that in. All right. <laughs> so, um, so okay. Um, essentially, for me, man, originally this was going to be a two point five. Oh wow! Originally, it was going to be a two point five. Mm-hmm. So I've been right there out of ten. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. So stars. Let's make clear. I am I am the star scale here, and man. I am a this ten is the melter scale. Our melter skelter reviews are fucking crazy at this point, <laughs> but uh, but no, I'm a I'm a star scale, and I give it two originally two point five out of two and a half out of five stars. Okay, but damn it, dude, being here watching it with you right. live <laughs> kicked it up a whole half a point for oh, me. Oh man, <laughs> made it fun. I laughed more. We watched it twice. Yeah. I got to appreciate a little bit more about it. For all the same reasons you said, uh, you're absolutely right. The main event be- started the show, um, but you know, nostalgia rang true when we saw the King of the Ring uh, report with Mean Gene. Uh, watching Razor get pissed off at One Two Three Kid was cool, and I always am a fool for a debut, yeah. especially one where I was like, oh, I love that character. Even if they never make it anywhere, I still love the characters that I loved. Yeah, yeah. and seeing Adam Bomb debut was cool. So I give it three out of five stars. That mm-hmm. ends. Our review for the day, I would just like to throw out there uh, that, you know, it's been a while since we've talked to you. We miss you guys. We don't hear from you uh, you guys ever. So uh, let us know what's been up with you guys out there. Hit us up. Uh, what questions do you have for us? Did we say anything wrong? Did we do anything wrong? Something you hated, something you loved, please let us Did know. Did we offend anybody? Did we offend you, hopefully? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's been on your mind in the world of wrestling? Uh, we have our Facebook page, which is Pin the Champ Podcast. Um, our Google voice, our Google voice number is 804-446-1139, which I have, uh, by the way, I'll show you off camera, but I have gotten some pretty funny messages lately on that, but not wrestling related. I think it's that same lady who's, who had the number before that I told you about as sexy time talking sexy time. We'll have to share that anyway, regardless. Exactly. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Guys, (laughs) pretty funny. Leave us a message. Who knows? Uh, We might uh, play it on the show. We very well probably will play it on the show. So, uh, anyway, it's been fun to talk wrestling with you today. Song here at the house. Yeah, man, this is awesome. Let's do it again soon. All right, man. Good night. Pinheads. Bye. As always, thank you so much for listening. Now, we want to hear from you. You can hit us up at pinthechamppodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at pinthechamp123. And our Google Voice number is 804-446-1139. We can't wait to hear from you.